Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. Ancient life in Alabama included dinosaurs, exotic plants, and tropical seas, according to aquatic ecologist Bill Deutsch. Bill Deutsch's new book is Ancient Life in Alabama, The Fossils, The Finders, and Why It Matters. He joins us today from East Alabama by Skype. Bill Deutsch, I am thrilled to have the opportunity to visit with you again here at Troy Public Radio. Well, it is very good to be back with you again, Carolyn. And I want to congratulate you on your brand new book. This is a follow-up to your book, Alabama Rivers, A Celebration and Challenge. Yes, I started the second book about three years ago. It has just recently been published, and it's out and about now, and I've already enjoyed starting to travel the state and talk to people about it. Bill, I have a picture of you in my mind that dates back years ago. You were a young professor. You're standing in the river with a net, and I wondered if you realized you were standing on ancient history in that riverbed or that creek bed. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny you ask because as far as my career goes, it was squarely in the area of water science aquatic ecology, and so on. But ever since childhood, I also had just a personal interest in fossils, and they've fascinated me. And so I've always been poking around, you know, even when I'm looking in a river for critters or something, or I would have an eye out, you know, for the ancient life that might be around me. I even tell a story back in 1970, the year of the first Earth Day, I was taking my first college-level ecology class and all excited about that. But on one project, I brought in a trilobite to talk about ancient ecosystems or what people call paleo ecosystems. And I think it was the first time I really thought about that, that the thing we call ecology or ecosystems has very ancient roots, even with life forms that are no longer with us. Describe Alabama and generally the southeastern United States. What was it like 500 million years ago? Well, 500 million years ago is it's approximately the time that multicellular life appeared. Now, very simple single cellular life was with us for millions of years prior. But there was this event that paleontologists call the Cambrian Explosion, which means that very suddenly in the geological record, there were all kinds of higher forms of life, like starfish and shelled mollusks and crustaceans and an amazing array of life, many forms of which we would be very familiar with today. So during that period, the land we call Alabama was far south of the equator. We were down in the area of Brazil, but continents move, and we call it tectonic plates, continental drift. And Alabama was, in those 
times, largely under shallow tropical seas. So it was closer to the equator. It was very warm, lots of light, and just an array of life forms that we can find today in the fossil record, especially up in the northeast corner of our state. Yeah, you mentioned in the book dinosaurs at that time. They were here. They were here. And uh, people for years thought, oh, all the dinosaurs are out west. You know, you can only get them in Colorado or Montana. And of course, that's where many of the iconic dinosaurs that are in our big museums around the world today were found. But lo and behold, Alabama now has uh, five different kinds of dinosaurs and counting, including a relative of Tyrannosaurus rex that was found just outside of Montgomery, Alabama. You mentioned these tectonic plates. How were the Appalachian Mountains formed? As far as the Appalachian Mountains go, a lot of their formation was at a time when the continents more or less all came together into what they call a supercontinent of Pangaea. During that time, these major plates like the African plate, the South American plate, the North American plate all came together and the Appalachians were thrust up on the North American plate. It's believed, and there's geological evidence, that at the time those mountains were as high or higher than Mount Everest. They were pushing, you know, 30,000 feet, much like the Himalayan mountains today. They're a much more recent range, so they are higher and more jagged. And the Appalachians have had about 300 million years to wear down to their more modest peaks of today. So, Bill, I've got to ask you about pages 94 and 95. On page 94, you have the humans listed as making their advent 11,700 years ago during the Holocene. And then on page 95, you've got the capybara, which is the world's largest rodent. And you say its relatives were here 2.7 million years ago. So it sounds like the rats were here first. (laughs) creatures, including ourselves, were on the move. You know, life is very opportunistic. Many of these life forms, I guess, including humans, were not in North America up until, you know, the fairly recent past, like the Holocene or perhaps just prior to. But then things like land bridges between North and South America formed when sea levels dropped and land was exposed or if continental plates moved and there was uplift, then we in Alabama inherited such things as armadillos and opossums and a giant ground sloth. And they all came from South America. A little bit later, the glaciers were in the northern part of our country. They pushed creatures south to us. So ahead of this glacier frontier came woolly mammoth and mastodon and wolves and bison and bears, and there was even a North American lion. So these creatures came to what I think of as like a crossroads. Alabama, being where it was on the continent, received biodiversity, life forms, plant and animal from the north, from the south, from the west. And of course, humans, it is believed, came across from Asia through the Bering Land Straits during a glacial period 
when they crossed over Alaska and down, they found that the Southeast North America, including where we are now, was very favorable in terms of climate, abundance of food and water. So humans came in and found these other creatures. In fact, it's believed they hunted mastodon and sloths, and some believe they at least contributed to their demise. What do these fossils teach us today? Change has occurred long before humans had anything to do with it. We can see from the fossil record how life adapted to either a cold period or a warm period. And some of those insights might enlighten us on how to adapt or mitigate our current changing climate. However, if you look at the rate of change, the rate of greenhouse gases, the rate of extinctions, we can see that humans clearly had an impact and still do. We really have a choice. We have the willpower to look at this, to understand it, and to act upon it in a way that will help the planet to continue and and life on it, including our own. Thank you so much for joining us today on In Focus. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Joining us by Skype was aquatic ecologist Bill Deutsch, author of the new book, Ancient Life in Alabama, The Fossils, The Finders, and Why It Matters. More information can be found at the website, alabamarocksandrivers.com. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus, which is now a podcast on NPR One or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.